1: dnvr broncos live and when you've done this long enough you know that these shows are inevitable and yet they never suck any less uh so obviously we're jumping right in here uh as the news just comes down minutes ago that tim patrick has officially torn his acl and is out for the season uh just an, a brutal blow for the broncos and I think, at least for me, more importantly, just a a a shitty thing to happen to a really, really awesome dude um, who was primed to have the best season of his career with the first real quarterback he's played with, a guy who just signed his deal, and uh, you know I'm thankful for that for him. Um, But you know, it was supposed to be Tim Patrick's time to go to the next level and not be like cute undrafted receiver story and go to, like, legitimate threat uh, in in the National Football League. And, and today he goes up to make a great catch on the sideline, maybe, like, the best play one of the top receivers has made in camp, which kind of jumps over the back of, I believe, Ronald Darby. Usain Bassey. Okay, saying no. Bassey to make the play. Has the ball in his hands. Got a safety coming down on him. Just goes for a little juke. It's not like they're playing live football. So it's, like, a very nothing play goes for a little juke and goes down and i mean every person there knew exactly what happened or at least was 90% sure what they just saw
2: yeah i mean it was just it was a normal cut it was not on his way down like you said ryan he came down and then tried to make a cut and when a player falls like that immediately grabs a knee you know what happened, and his teammates instantly knew what happened. Cortland Sutton was there in a heartbeat. The rest of the receivers joined shortly after, and then really the rest of the team joined right after that. When you have 90 guys surrounding one guy and practice practices completely stopped, it's not a surprise what happened. So not not surprised at all to see that Tim Patrick did, in fact, tear his ACL. But Kareem Jackson pointed to this being more than just a big loss for the football team and the offense and Russell Wilson and the wide receiving room. He said that was the longest he's ever seen practice stopped for a player getting hurt. Kareem Jackson's been in the NFL for 13 seasons, and that was the longest it's ever been stopped. And it wasn't because of a delay of the cart. No, the cart was there right away. The cart knew what was going on. It was because everyone just wanted to be there for Tim, show them their appreciation for him because of how good of a guy he is. And this is going to hurt the receiver room on the field, and it's going to hurt the team off the field,
0: too. Totally. And I mean, maybe this is a little bit cynical, but, you know, one of the first thoughts is, well, Thank goodness he got that contract yep. extension. Thank goodness he picked up almost twenty million dollars right there, and it's not all guaranteed, and he should come back just fine, so that part doesn't matter. But just well, it would, grateful it, it, that it, that it, happened first.
1: It makes it more like this sucks mm-hmm. versus like this is heartbreaking. You know, if yep. it was like a guy who had worked so hard to break through, and he was mm-hmm. going into his contract here and then this happened, like that would that would feel so much worse. The fact that like. He he made it, you know. Like yeah. he he accomplishes one of his goals, I'm sure of many. Uh, but of like you know, getting a legitimate NFL receiver contract. So it doesn't make it suck any less for the person, but it does at least give you like a little bit of yeah. All right, well, he got over that hump. Well, yeah. and
2: he was set to make if this happened a year ago, he was set to make two and a half million dollars uh, on a on an option on an RFA option last year. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does help from the personal standpoint yeah. of, okay, at least this isn't uh, life-altering for his life moving forward, for how hard he's worked now. Yeah. It's it's just brutal news. I feel so bad for Tim. In fact, today, after practice, before practice started, we were supposed to talk with Kareem Jackson and Tim Patrick. Obviously, we did not talk with Tim Patrick, and it's it's just it's brutal and I feel so bad for Tim, and this is a big blow for the Broncos.
1: Yeah. It is. Real quick on the personal side, um, I thought it was really cool that KJ Handler left practice to yep. go see him in the locker room just one day after um, KJ tells us about the struggles mm-hmm. that he went through dealing with his torn ACO, and, you know, obviously he talked about depression and loneliness and those sort of things, and, like, For him, for that to, like, instantly click for him. Yeah. To be like, I'm going to go show him that I'm here for him at the... Even, like, before my first opportunity to. Because he's in the middle of a practice. like, You know, it's like... It's like if you were to, like, leave work to go, you know, console your friend. Like, that's what he did. He left his job to go console his friend. And I just thought that was really cool of KJ to make sure, like, hey, I'm going to make sure you know right now that, like, I'm here for you. And I'm sure Tim knows that, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was special, and it made me realize when the Broncos drafted Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler, you had this idea of Cortland, Tim, Jerry, and KJ, and we have almost yet to see all four of them together. It kind of reminds me of the Vaughn and Chubb thing, but even worse because there's more guys to it. It's like, okay, last year it was KJ. The year before, it was Cortland. Um, Also, last year you had Jerry with his ankle injury, like... You had this great idea of what that all could look like together, and we're going to go a whole other year without seeing it.
2: I think it just shows you, uh, especially the Broncos, how you have to treat the wide receiver position. Of uh, You can really never have enough guys, or you take an approach of, let's just go uh, with a bunch of guys instead of getting three or four superstars going going with a different approach and the Broncos are going to face that decision coming up soon because like you said Ryan three straight years three straight key players from that wide receiving group tear their ACL so it's really interesting how you look at this position moving forward because just like we didn't count on KJ Hamler playing really being a contributor this year now he's really got to be a contributor Mm -hmm. this year for this group to live up to the potential potential and the very high expectations and we'll talk about that in a second but i'm at the point of i'm not counting on seeing this receiving group uh certainly these four of kj tim Cortland, jerry ever playing a full season together because you fool me once you fool me twice you fool me three times okay i'm not gonna get fooled anymore this is a group where it's just gonna be you're gonna have to get the best out of the guys that are available but you can't count on a full group it moving forward at all
1: the yeah. big go ahead or I'll go. Yeah. The big question for me is, in years past, the Broncos weren't contenders when these things were happening. And so you just say, like, okay, next man up. and just wonder if Russell Wilson is going into George Payton's office today and being like, what's the move? What are we doing? How are we going to fill this role? Because maybe it's the opposite. Maybe he's saying, hey, Kendall Hinton's ready for this. You know, he's going to get more snaps, more snaps for KJ – And we'll be good. Or maybe he's going up there and saying, like, I needed Tim. So how are we going to replace him? Um, And a trade, obviously, is always an option, although it doesn't seem like the Broncos, especially George Payton, is going to give away more assets to bring in players, probably the other way around, um, if if anything. And so you look to the free agent market, and I'll be honest, there's absolutely no size receivers out there um do they just aren't there so Mm -hmm. you're not going to replace tim patrick's size the good news i guess is that Cortland sutton is your size you know it's not normal to line up with a 6'4 and a 6'5 guy um like the broncos do so you can get by without it and but if you look through it's still like you would basically the main options are this emmanuel sanders who is interesting he's also 35 um t.y hilton What's his problem? Can't stay healthy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Will Fuller. What's his problem? Can't st- stay healthy. And there's a reason why these guys are available. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go get them. Um, but those are your three main options. And then there's the Odell Beckham thing, which everyone's bringing up. He tore his ACL, too, only a yeah. few months ago. So, you know, I guess less than six months ago. So even in the, the brightest timeline, he's probably two to three months away. You're not going to sign him now as a reaction to losing tim patrick when he, he can't come in and practice you know what i mean so maybe he's an option later in the season if that's that's a problem zach what do you think do they go out and get someone and and who would it be well su- super quick uh
2: just because there was another torn acl in Broncos mm, practice today yeah. demaria crockett just announced that he also tore his acl and we just talked about uh, how brutal it was for tim but at least tim got paid we can't say that about no. Demaria. So, and and he may have, you know, he was definitely fighting for a roster spot, fighting for practice squad. But it's, so that just is even more gut wrenching. A guy that's really trying to make his dreams come true faces this one week into training camp.
1: I will say this on in terms of silver linings: when you're a bubble guy and you get injured, you're now on the team. Um, now, not really, but you're you're collecting paychecks for the rest of this season, unless they do an injury settlement, mm-hmm. which either way, you know. Um, I'm just. This is like the ultimate, you know, looking for the silver lining. But a lot of times with guys like this, who they like and they clearly liked him enough to bring him back this year, it's a free pass to next year's training camp, which he should be healthy for. You You hope he's healthy for, um, and you you know you get paid throughout the season. So not the worst worst case scenario, but does suck for him.
2: And, And and I hope that's the case for him. But Ryan, to answer your question about replacing Tim Patrick. Russell Wilson is a borderline elite quarterback. He shouldn't have to need two high-paid guys, a first-round guy, a second-round guy. Oh, and then that's enough. You need something more. I guess it wouldn't be two high-paid guys with with Tim Nalgons. One high-paid guy, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and some other guys that have done well. Russell Wilson has enough with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton right there to be a damn good quarterback. Now, if you think that K.J., you're really not counting on him, just like we're not counting on him. If George Payton says deep down I'm not counting on him, and Kendall Hinton, man, I love the story more than I love uh, the actual player. And Seth Williams, well, he was on the verge of getting cut before this injury, and now he's working with the starters. Okay, then maybe you go get a guy, but but I think it's you're you're not going out and getting a legit number two receiver right now. And and I'm not saying you are. Look I'm just three.
3: saying,
2: um, a. Uh, an okay three. You're not really looking for like a great three. And so I just want to set expectations of what the Broncos should realistically be looking for because of one, what's out there and two, what the Broncos need. Look, if Cortland Sutton isn't going to live up to a one and Jerry Judy's not going to live up to a one, you have way bigger problems than Tim Patrick not being there. Now, Tim would have elevated the room, but you're dealing with bigger issues. So while this. Is a big loss for the Broncos. To me, it puts a lot more pressure on Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick instead Jerry of Judy. yes, yes, and Jerry Judy mm-hmm. instead of George Payton for going out and getting someone.
0: I th- I would also look at a Cole Beasley. So okay, I'm I mean, glad you went there. Yeah, because you know he's not perfect fit. Probably just because I'm Montrell has been working all over the place, but mostly in the slot. It would mean you're probably playing Jerry on the boundary. I don't mind that. No, I I don't mind that at all. And Cole Beasley, I mean, eighty-two catches both of the last couple years. He's an older guy. Again, there's no perfect option. If you want to roll the dice on him or roll the dice on Manuel Sanders, like so, whatever.
1: So here's where I'm at, and and I'm glad you brought up Beasley because he was actually the next name I was going to go to. Is you don't need, you don't you don't have a hole necessarily from a talent perspective. Like you have Jerry and Cortland and that, uh, that is so much talent. You have, K- you know, KJ Hamler who is so talented, obviously you'd like to have Tim mm-hmm. and that now you have a wealth of it, but I'm not, you're not looking for like game breaking here. What you're looking for is reliability. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing you're losing with Tim Patrick is look, you throw a slant to him on third and four and he's catching it at the sticks. Like you can just count on him to cover that ball in and, and move the chains. And that's why I bring up Emmanuel Sanders. It's, it's something that he's been so good at throughout his career, going back straight up to last year with the Buffalo Bills. And I think he's great at that, and Cole Beasley is the same. Um, here is the issue with Emmanuel, and I kind of teased this uh, earlier today when I tweeted this out. Emmanuel burned bridges on his way out of Denver. And if you're making the case for bringing him back, you say, well all the people that he burned bridges with aren't here anymore. Yep. They're sunk. You know, it was Vic Fangio and Rich Scangarello and John John Elway and it was ugly, really ugly uh, for Emmanuel on his way out of here. And there are still people in the organization who are around for that, who might simply say, you guys don't want that headache, but obviously Emmanuel still has roots here in Denver. He's towards the end of his career. And I can envision a world in which he says, like, he might even call up, you know, George Payton or Russell Wilson or Cortland Sutton and say, like, hey, let him know. You know, I'm ready to come play. This, will be my, this might be my last season. I'd love to do it in Denver. I think that he's probably the best option. That being said, I just don't know if the people who are holdovers from then to now We'll be ha- would be happy with that.
2: Okay, now let's take Emmanuel specifically. Let's say KJ
1: does stay healthy,
2: and he comes out here, and he's your third. Obviously, that's fantastic news for the Broncos. What happens when Emmanuel is now the fourth guy, and he's not seeing the field much, and some of those exactly. issues that burned him on the way out, and when he burned bridges on the way out,
1: those rise again? It brings me to another take, which is that certain guys are made for certain situations and i mean that in terms of winning and losing emmanuel sanders when the broncos were winning you just never heard this stuff now maybe it was happening behind the scenes i'll leave that up to you guys um but there are certain guys when the team is winning you just don't have to worry about them and if the team is losing well now there's some things flaring up i think a keep is another guy where it's just like He's, everyone talks about how much you know they loved him, but you forget like there were some locker room issues that happened once they started going downhill. Obviously, there was the huge story about the offense versus defense feud. That that story boiled for like four years. It started with Akeem Talib, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not a shot at keep at all. It's just like there are guys who you bring into a, you know a great situation and they're going to be one of the everyone's favorites, and then if things go awry. It might not be the same, and that's kind of how I feel about Emmanuel. I think if they, he comes in and the team is winning, he's thirty-five years old. I think he's he's not on a team right now. I think he's somewhat aware of what his role would be on this team, and that is essentially a fourth receiver who plays in certain packages when you want a really reliable guy. Like he's still running sharp routes. He's still making great catches. Well, and you would I think,
0: think doing that last year would have helped. Because I mean, the last like six games of the season, it's two catches for 27 yards, three for 26, three for 28, three for 22, one for 25, two for 20. So, I mean, he's, he kind of transitioned into that role last year. So you would think he'd be fine doing it again. Also, maybe he would have been back with the Bills. I was was going to say, why is he not on that team right now? And he also wasn't getting his
2: when he had those issues with the Broncos on his way out. Through half the season, Mm -hmm. he had 360 receiving yards. So he also wasn't getting his on top of that. And to me, Ryan, you just kind of, kind of, painted my picture for me of what i'm saying is you're bringing in a fourth wide receiver so this isn't a, a big a big move but would you for, rather a fourth wide
1: receiver be emmanuel sanders or kendall hinton
2: sure sure i'd rather totally, have yeah. it be emmanuel sanders but to me this is this is small potatoes the big potatoes are when you had Cortland sutton tim patrick and jerry judy you, had, you needed two guys to really emerge. Yep. And then one guy, if Jerry Judy was disappointing, well, that would have sucked for Jerry Judy's future for the Broncos, but disappointing Jerry Judy, probably 800 yards because we've already seen that from him. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you have Tim at 1,000, and then you have Cortland Sutton at 1,300. That would have been great production from those three guys. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have that opportunity to have a disappointment no. From, from Jerry or Cortland Sutton. If one of those guys is disappointing, you're, you're in a, a world of hurt with this passing game. And Russell Wilson's probably not going to be happy with just what he's looking at and what he's dealing with here in Denver. So I think the bigger issue is now there's no leeway. It is Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy have to step up and be big time players. And one of them, honestly, has got to be close to elite and should
0: be given that opportunity with with, uh, Russell Wilson here. The Broncos went from having a really deep receiving core to being incredibly shallow. Incredibly shallow. You need everybody to play well. But, like, there will touch wood when we say things like this, but, you know, they're, they're one injury away from being really screwed. Like really, really screwed. And that's what's most scary to me because, you know, I mentioned it before, Kendall Hinton, fun story. He had like that one big game when standards are really low for receivers. So 40 yards, you're like, oh, yeah. And a touchdown. touchdown." Yeah, but it's like, "Eh, that's a – I'll say this. If you put somebody on the field that often, they should be giving you that. You know, I
1: think, I mean, Montrell Washington is probably who's next up. And we'll get to Montrell. I'll just say this about Kendall Hinton. He's in my trust circle. Hmm. Meaning if the ball's going his way on third and seven and he's open, I trust him to catch it. That's about the most I can say about him. He's not dynamic necessarily in any way. I think he's very smart. Uh, and he runs solid routes and he catches the ball. And I think with Russell Wilson, that could result in him becoming like more of a fan favorite, like an actual productive fan favorite, not like a Jordan Taylor. We like his hair fan favorite. Um, That being said, it's just what Zach said is so spot on. The pressure on these guys is now so great. And it worries me a little bit about Jerry. Because the last time there was this much pressure on him was his rookie season. When it was like, well, this guy's the 15th overall pick. Let's see it. And he didn't produce. He had the drops. And it didn't... It's never felt like... In his NFL career, he has responded well to pressure. Um, you know, even li- literal pressure situations. First game of the season, he's wide open over the middle. Uh, and, you know, in a big drive, he drops the ball for Drew Locke. Um, later that season, you know, he's wide open. Not wide open. He's open down, you know, up the middle. a huge drive against the Chargers in the, in the fourth quarter. Hits him in his hands. He drops it. So, like, from from the start of his Broncos career until now, Jerry Judy has not responded well to pressure. I kind of felt like the pressure was coming off of him a little bit when it was like, you've got Cortland, you've got Tim, you've got Russ. And now it's just right back where it was. Yeah. Um, if not higher than ever, probably higher than yeah. ever. Yep. And so you need, a you, you just need him to grow up and you need him to respond really well. And I wasn't part of it, but I also heard that like, even today, after practice, he was, like, a little weird with media. Um, said, like, I got two questions or something like that. I don't Were you there, Henry? No. Okay. Well, uh, I just heard that through the grapevine. And it's like, uh, this was, like, kind of the first. You'd love for him to just go up there and say some great things about Tim and how, you know. But I just were I'm worried about Jerry. He has flaws. And- he has
0: flaws. I mean, we saw again today. You know, he, he had that. I think it was an over route where he's like a step behind Ronald Darby. The the safety is just like a couple steps away, and you're like, okay, small window, but but there is a window, and it's a nice high throw. And he's like, it's like, it's not an easy catch, but he puts one hand up, and it just kind of bounces off. It's like, he's Can, he's not a great catcher of the football. Like, there's yeah, the drop issue is kind of separate of that, in my opinion, but
1: that's a whole other thing. Can I defend him a little there? Sure. This was after the, the Tim injury. Mm-hmm. I think... In a game, he dives for that ball, and I just think in that moment, especially, they don't want these guys diving for passes. No. They literally is a guy whose job is just to run around the whole practice saying, stay up, stay up, stay up. Yep. Love that job, by the way, if it's open ever. Yep. Um, I'm sure he does a lot more. I'm not trying to discredit him. You're talking uh, about
2: like the, the 40,
1: 35-yard pass downfield. Yep. It's a little long. Yep. I think he could have laid out for it. I don't think he should in that situation i
2: think there is the saying if you touch it you should catch it that was that was more on russ in my opinion than than on jerry personally it like grazed off his fingertips Mm -hmm. in my opinion and maybe he does dive uh we don't know uh but now all the pressure's on him i mean and you're right ryan when pressure situations have arose he has not lived up to that Now he also has a quarterback that he has never had in his career. And I think this is going to be one of the most important parts of Russ's job now is making sure that he grooms along and make sure that Jerry uh, is following the right track. Because I don't think Russ has to worry about Cortland Sutton, but this is something where the Broncos have to have a good Jerry Judy this year.
1: And I would love for Tim Patrick to hang around. You know, this is a weird thing that happens with injuries. We've been in the locker room long enough, Zach, to know that some guys go down for a season-ending injury and then you forget they were even ever on the team mm-hmm. because they they're never around and once in a while you're like oh yeah billy win i forgot about him he's here today for some reason like halfway through the season the and, billy one's a great example yeah, of that yeah. who like, are you oh i, I remember billy? him yeah. <laughs> um so like certain guys are there every day um, and obviously they have to go in for their rehab, but some guys come in at 7am for their rehab and they go home and you never see him again. Yeah. I would really love Tim and everyone deals with their injuries differently, but to be one of those guys who sticks around and is there to help Jerry, like everyone talks about to, Cortland said it today. He is the guy that you want the, the young receivers to mold themselves after. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, that's how you can help this team yep. is stick around, be there for these guys, coach them, and bring that you know joyous energy that you bring to the locker room already that everyone loves. Why you had ninety guys surround around you? Keep it there. Be there for these guys. I realize that might not be his bag, but I think it probably will be. I was gonna say the good thing
2: is I do think that's his bag, Ryan, and I think he loves the these Broncos teammates specifically the wide receivers, and I think he's really truly a team guy. And one of the things that Cortland Sutton said today is one of the great things about Tim, even after getting the second round or the the tender last year, even after uh, getting paid last year, he still works like an undrafted guy. And so he still brings that mentality of whatever I can do to help the team. Okay, Tim, it's really unfortunate that this happened, but now you have a new route to help the team
0: and, and that's helping Jerry Judy. And we were talking to Melvin today and that's one of the things he brought up. No, he's saying, you know, he's he's he was really excited. He was going to the gym. He was working out three times a day, and then something like this happened. Maybe that's but too that's, much. Ma- maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm not even making a joke. Yeah, like. yeah.
1: When I heard that quote, I was like, someone should have told him not to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if for trying to answer a question like what do the Broncos do, though, I think least likely is a free agent. I think second most likely is a trade, and I don't I don't even know who'd be available. I don't think it's like a trade for a starter. It's a trade for, oh, you have if, if this If Julio Jones was
1: still on the market, yeah. would, do you think that they, the Broncos would have gone and got him?
0: I think he would have chosen the Bucks.
1: I
2: think that is the guy because the, yeah. George Payton was the one. Remember, like Broncos don't necessarily need two big outside guys like you said, Ryan. George Payton was the one that said, I want that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's how he wanted the team constructed. And so when the Broncos, right after uh, Tim Patrick got hurt, it was Seth Williams filling in. Seth Williams has not been running with the ones. Yep. It's been Kendall Hinton who's been getting those additional reps at times. Because I think, uh, yeah, but it, 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 it hasn't been that big guy. Well, immediately when Tim goes down, they look at a big guy, Julio. I mean, talk yeah. about being just a, mm-hmm. a great
0: replacement. And that was the final piece for me. I think most likely is a roster spot just opened up for Seth Williams Ugh. or Travis Fulgham or Tyree Cleveland. I think, I think whoever comes out first of that group, probably makes the roster i don't love it i don't need it i don't don't
2: even like it i want to jump into that but first got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook where there's now some updated odds uh, on on or there will be at least updated odds on Broncos receiving. Do does Russell Wilson's stats go down? What does Jerry Judy's adjust to? Ryan, have you been looking at that?
1: I have looked at it and it has not been adjusted yet. So oh, if you want to get over there, then now would be the time. Realistically, you should expect bigger numbers for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton now, right? Well, they're both set around nine hundred yards, and like not to take this injury and make it into a betting thing. But I would just say like. I thought the main reason that they were both listed at 900 yards was because of Tim Patrick, whose numbers were never up. So they were saying, like, okay, we'll subtract a little of each from those guys because of tip.
2: Yep, yep. And one, it's a massive disappointment if one of those Mm -hmm. guys doesn't give a thousand. If they both do, well, then you're making a a decent amount of money. So check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and you can get a free or a risk-free bet up to $1,000 by using the code DNVR when you sign up. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app
0: now. And also, you can get in our picks up the week which we gave mm-hmm. out yesterday also sign up for ivaca tv because right now you would have two well you'd have two options one of them is a good option uh you could be watching us on the dmvr channel you could be watching the rockies we're actually winning right now Let's against go. the Padres. uh you could watch them blow that lead if you had ivaca tv because wow. that's where you can watch att sportsnet <laughs> that's where you can watch altitude uh so much good stuff there and you can get in for fifteen dollars a month if you use the code DMVR, that's you get those ten dollars off. It comes down from twenty five dollars for your first three months. You still gotta pay five bucks a month for the receiver. You can just buy it if you want. That's twenty dollars a month though for TV. That's a steal. Make sure you're going over to evaca.tv slash DMVR. Brandon Marshall. With the boys. Oh wow! Man. <laughs> with the
3: boys. Wow. I love throwing that Big out body.
1: There. Yeah, and you
2: know he. You know how
1: he's he been was... retired for like at least five years. He has been. You, you know why he was with
2: the boys why because he works out with russell wilson all the time oh he's coming in he's 38
1: (laughs) he's only
3: 38 talk about i thought that was old talk (laughs) Talk about his
2: 40 talk about a comeback story i mean come on i think everyone loved brandon marshall in denver and that's revisionist history um no i think people
1: really liked him well he uh, people liked him because he was electric he was also a headache
2: Yeah, but I still think people wanted him to stay. I think people wanted to see the Brandon Marshall experiment out. I'll
1: never forget the fact that he would just use a pump fake in the open field. Like, even if he was 20 (laughs) yards down the field, he'd just go like this. (laughs) He (laughs) he had, had, like, the
0: bipolar issues or something like that, too. So, I mean, when it's something like that where it's, like, kind of tangible and he he says he's, like,
1: kind of gotten over it, I mean, that that makes it easier to... Totally, totally. I just mean, like... I remember, like, the new, like, I just oh, yeah. specifically remember, like, a newscast just, like, blasting him once.
2: Okay, I guess I should I should just speak for myself then. Yeah. I really was bummed when they moved out Still see from 15 Brandon.
1: Marshall jerseys all over the place.
2: Yep, exactly. And
1: people would absolutely get on board. I just have no idea if he has anything <laughs> He looks no like way. it. He looks he, like he's in shape. He does. I mean, no one knows better than Russ, Jerry. Yeah. In Cortland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they might go to George and be like, bro, B Marsh still has it. Let's bring him in. <laughs> I thought for a second AJ Green was a free agent, but it looks like he went back to Arizona. That okay. would have been a fit. Yep. Um is Alan Hearns big? Uh I think he's big. I get him I also confused think with the other bad. Alan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good Alan. Yeah. That, that
1: Allen's really good. Yeah, he's he about is. to put up numbers. Alan Robinson. Um Yikes. Where was I going? I had a place to go. DNVR.com? Oh, yes. I <laughs> yes. Um, so we just sold out our golf tournament that's happening this Friday. Um, I will be there. Unfortunately, the boys will not. They got you covered on training camp that day. Thanks, thanks, boys. Um,
2: Wait, hey, we'll all be out in the sun that yes, day. Yes,
1: it's true. We all will be out in the sun, although you guys might be in your little fancy shade spots. Um,
2: I hope, but, I mean, don't feel too bad for yourself because you'll be drinking some delicious uh drinks yes i'll be
1: drinking breck brews on the golf course what i wanted to say is we have had so many people which like such a head scratcher for me reach out since we closed the event for it being sold out being like hey can i squeeze my foursome in i'm like dude you had over a month to sign up what's going on (laughs) so don't be that guy next time because we just announced today our final tournament of the year at raccoon creek uh september 2nd which is the first day of football uh college football season here in colorado the buffs play that night um i think other teams play i know why you did this you did this just to make your perfect day oh that's i did it last year too (laughs) and it worked so i'm doing it again you tee off in the morning like eight o'clock shotgun start you get off leave the course shower real quick head up to boulder Mm -hmm. Enjoy the Buffs playing TCU that night or whatever your favorite college football team is. Maybe you just go home and watch college football, but it's a great day. We call it the kickoff classic for that reason. Um, And Raccoon Creek is an elite scramble course. Love playing scrambles there. Mm -hmm. So uh, come check it out.
0: I was skeptical when you said first day of college football. I was like, "Eh, I don't know if you're going to get me off the couch. That's the Friday. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's the yeah I'm not missing yeah. the college football Saturday. Oh, yeah. Mother, oh, I'm not incredible. missing the college football, <laughs> football. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: You actually roll... It just rolls into like a perfect weekend. Oh, yeah. That does fit perfectly. And we have our Madden teams draft. No. Um, no, what? our Madden fantasy draft yep. uh, that Sunday.
2: That's... Oh, yeah. my good, And that is... The week in between preseason and regular season.
1: Yes. Perfect. Okay. It's nice. Perfect you got me scared saying <laughs> the draft is on Sunday. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I plan these things out. Yep. Um, Once in a while. Pulling strings. Yeah. Yeah. hate to break
2: it to Henry. He's not going to be able to make the golf tournament. Why? Broncos practice. Let's go. <laughs> I still like those. No, you can make it on a, on a Friday. I was gonna say That's
1: if it's not an sure. op- Is it an open practice? Probably not. Yeah. No, then, no uh,
2: actually, that may be cut day. Unfortunately.
1: Oh uh, um, no! Saturday is usually the cut day, isn't it? Uh,
2: well, now that they go to the fifty-three, they've typically been doing it a day or two earlier. We'll whatever. make it Damn. work, for you, Henry? You'll, yeah. you'll be able to get out there, Hot but spot Henry, on w- the computer. <laughs> there you go. One of the things that you said uh, was trades and making a trade. And Ryan, you mentioned it earlier uh, to trade for a wide receiver. Probably not a big trade coming, especially with the Broncos not having a first mm-hmm. or a second round pick. How many times uh, are you this year, do that this jeez, I'm trying to blind you, man. <laughs> um, but also probably a trade's not happening with picks because George Payton's not going to trade away one of his four valuable picks for next year and he's probably not going to be looking into the future to trade for this year because he's building for the future. However, if you're going to make a trade, you got a lot of depth at outside linebacker. Yep. And you don't see player for player trades happen too often. I love player, but player trades. Malik Reed, <laughs> Jonathan Cooper. Yep. Obviously you're not trading Nick Benito, you're probably not trading Baron Browning. So one of those two guys if you could get the equivalent at a wide receiver, that's maybe actually what you're looking for in a trade. Instead of trading trading Malik Reed for a sixth round pick, you're trading him for a guy that's going to come in and be
1: a solid fourth, third receiver. You got to look out uh, at the teams who are like ho- homies, you know. Right, um, San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. First thing I did is yep. San Francisco 49ers depth chart now. It was a John Elway connection more yeah. than a George Payton. But I think hey, he probably John's passed. John's still getting paid. Was gonna say, well, I think he also like passed off the numbers. Right. I think so. Oh, he's like, hey, if you ever need anything, call my boy John Lynch. He's down to trade coaches for draft picks. All that good stuff. <laughs> hey, by um, the way,
2: John was at practice today.
1: Yes. So I look at their depth chart and I don't like anyone. Uh, but the Vikings. The okay. Vikings have six receivers. All right. Who we got?
0: Well, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Okay, you know, you say, like, hey, for... you want Malik Reed for. Yeah, one of them, yeah. yeah sure. Malik and then when, Reed for both of them. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you say maybe one. <laughs> and then when they shut that down. <laughs> so, Our Lads has KJ Osborne as the starting slot receiver. I don't really care about him. Old BC Johnson, Amir Smith, marset Albert Wilson. Like, guys who, you know, if, if, if you're talking about fourth receivers, yeah. why not? I'm good.
1: um you're good because there was a csu CSU. ram on that no i was actually just about to bring up another csu ram Whoa, preston williams baby williams yes um who actually had some nice moments in the nfl and is a big bodied receiver is out there i saw him randomly today had tweeted like i'm just looking for a chance so okay that one actually makes sense to me yeah
2: and and that would fit where i'm at like just you don't need a big name He's but, essentially
1: just like a Seth Williams, Tyree. Cle- you just throw him in the competition. Essentially, yeah, ab- it, it absolutely. Is.
2: And what I gotta say about those guys is Tyree Cleveland, Seth Williams, Travis Folgum. I know you were high on him. Those guys have done nothing for me in so, camp so yeah. far. So I'm absolutely. totally okay
1: bringing in competition for that. I'm changing totally. his name to Travis Emptygum. Wow. Okay. Yeah it, yeah.
2: it rolls right off the tongue. I Great. think his like, <laughs> his, I think his
1: catch counter is empty. I think so, yeah. unfortunately. I don't think he's caught a ball.
2: No, Seth no.
0: Williams had a chance today with the ones.
2: He did. He was given that chance. And I think the biggest takeaway of receivers from today's practice outside of Tim, obviously, is Montre Washington. He's a yes. guy that has really stepped up, and I think Nathaniel Hackett said it perfectly after practice, and it's exactly what I was thinking. The Broncos had no idea what type of receiver they were getting from Montreal? Is that really what he said? Uh, He said it with the different (laughs) words. He said, we had no idea where he was gonna fit in with the receiving room. So essentially that's what he was saying. They knew exactly what, where he was gonna fit in in terms of the role of fast guy KJ Handler, but they didn't know if he was really gonna
1: be a receiver at all. Do you think it's too soon for me to officially like apologize? Um, Or should I just get it out of the way? Don't apologize oh okay don't yet i kind of want to because ryan we know
2: rookie wide receivers yeah, can yeah. take especially fifth round guys that can take a while
1: okay i'll just say he surprised me because when they me drafted too. drafted him mm-hmm. people talked about like oh he's the kj like um insurance and i was like no way there's yeah. just no way he is a returner they're yep. drafting him to be a returner he is a wide receiver mm-hmm. like he's yep. actually a legitimate wide receiver and he was incredible today yeah and such good news for the
2: broncos because of not us not being able to count on kj and i love the kj's back off the pup uh and they're slowly progressing him he looks
1: legit too he does
2: now i want to see him work with the ones and i think that is when we could start seeing russell wilson's deep ball be unleashed because today tim patrick's 30 35 yard catch camp it it honestly was it was the best true deep ball because we've talked about how he's hit jerry for 30 yards it's not a deep ball that's just that's a 30 yard completion it's a crosser this one was an actual deep ball and now you don't have that anymore with tim courtland sutton has not made those plays yes it was it was great positioning yeah
1: jostles for position kind of like traps it yeah,
2: and Court, and Russ has been off with Cortland on those. Russ has been off with Jerry on yep. those. I'm crossing my fingers because this was the moon ball is what I was so excited to see and we just have not seen it yet. I haven't really seen it attempted all that much. Um, Like I, the true moon ball. The, the true moon ball, we have seen 40 and 50 yards. Yeah, uh, But yeah, the ones where it drops out of the air, we haven't. Maybe he's waiting yep. for KJ, I'm hoping.
1: The other funny thing or not funny thing about today is it was the first day I've really seen them spread it all the way out. Like That was clearly part of the install today, not to give away too much, but like you were seeing five wide receiver sets um, and a lot of four wide receiver sets. And it's just like, yeah, bring out the Erics. Mm, or what I noticed at the end of
2: practice, too, Albert O lining up as a Albert receiver had a good practice. in there. Why not just... Oh, really yeah. transition him. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett made it clear earlier this offseason. Right now, Albert Owen, our eyes, is a wide receiver, and he needs to become a full tight end. He's not uh, athletic enough. No, not to truly be a full tight end, but you're talking if you want a big-body receiver out on the outside opposite Cortland, yeah. you he's your best option right now. Yeah. Yeah. He, I would way rather yeah. have him than Seth.
0: And I think that even with Tim Patrick, maybe at least a third of the time, he's not lining up an inline tight end. He's flexed out into the slot. I think at least a third
1: of the time now that goes up. Yep. Uh, A couple other notes I have from practice. Um, Corliss Waitman, uh, my boy, CW17 as I'm calling him. Uh, Of course. Um, The shank. He was hitting bombs. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Did he shank one? Yeah. Uh, I missed that. I only see bombs uh, from CW17. Yeah. a lot of people in the Corliss crew, AKA the waiters, um, oh, pretty excited. He hit, I literally saw him hit like six in a row over 60 yards. Um, so yeah, that was one for me. Um, dark horse of the day. I had Montreal, but, uh, honorable mention, uh, to Booner. That's what I'm calling him now. Whoa. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you have a boon or two, um, then get in on Boone's farm. you uh, have a number Boone's to farm. call? Or? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, two great catches for him from him today. Mm-hmm. Um, one, which was a play that really, I thought, highlighted Russell Wilson's athleticism. Steps up in the pocket and then does like a little jump pass to him in the flat where he was completely uncovered. Oh. Would have been a lot of yards. Um, I think it ended up being like 15. Mm-hmm. Who knows in a game, you know, if he gets into the open field, how good that would have been. And then... Yeah, when
2: the Booner gets going, you never know. It's
1: true. He was out there for the first snap. Yes,
2: that was, was the out very there first, first snap. Which, yeah. And that was maybe my biggest takeaway outside of all the other stuff was for the very first time yep. in camp... It was not Javante Williams taking the first snap, getting the first handoff. Melvin Gordon was finally getting that first snap. And I thought we were a week (laughs) into this. I thought it was very clear the direction Mm -hmm. this was going. It was clear, it was Javante Williams. No, not only that, but like you guys said, Mike Boone was out there with (laughs) Melvin Gordon on the first snap, and then after that, it was Melvin Gordon just the lone back, and then they did bring Javante Williams in, but at first I was like, oh no, don't tell me we're dealing with like a sore hamstring from Javante. Nope, this wide receiver, uh, or this running back competition's wide open again. I almost wonder if something
0: happened. uh, Like like, he was late. Like like he was late, or there was like, first screwed up on Kahoot, or something like that. Well, and if that's the case, then again... This running back competition is totally. wide open. There goes, showing up rotas. <laughs> We're exactly. all even there. yep, yep.
1: Uh, a couple other things here. Saubert, another big catch today. Yep. Every day. Every day. Bailey <laughs>
2: Saubert. <laughs> you is just he... think you're tasting this pizza. It's, it's not going to happen, Ryan.
4: <laughs> As someone who's invested in Eric Saubert, is he a lock for the team? No. No. They, they say no. Guy. I say yes. Wow. He's not yeah. a lock.
2: He's not a lock, especially when you look around, and who else is getting tons of reps with the ones today? Andrew Beck. And then you also have Eric Tomlinson in there. Obviously, Albert O is going to have a bigger role, I think, with this Tim Patrick injury. Dulcich uh, exists. Yes, exists, and obviously he's (laughs) making the team. So it's not because of Sauber what he's doing. It's just like this numbers game. Who gets cut? It was a nice
1: day for Andrew. My neck, my back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh,
2: boy. (laughs) My booner.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Wow. (laughs) See, like, I push it, like, right to the line, and it was perfect, and then you just... (laughs) Bulldoze you were the, the one line. to say
2: that earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But then that's what I mean. Like, I, it was it was used up. <laughs> so washed up Booner. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, oh boy. I guess we should finish just, like, thing notes on camp with the, uh, the final period of the day, which was the move the ball period. Um, in a one minute and 25 seconds on the clock in the first half, Um, And so that means you don't go for it on fourth down, which I was kind of hoping they just would have done the game so you could go for it on fourth down. Situational football. Yeah, got to get all the situations in. Um, Starting from your own 25. From your own 25. And the first team offense gets one first down on a nice little out route to Cortland Sutton. And that was all they were able to get. A lot of pressure, man. Those guys, when they pin their ears back, are impressive, at least I hope. Uh, it's not, just that the offensive line yeah. is unimpressive. And I was standing behind the DBs for that. They were upset.
0: There were the two little check downs first, and, you know, a guy gets touched and then runs, like, five more yards out of bounds and the clock stops, mm-hmm. and then Justin Simmons is there screaming, hey, why is, that, why is the clock stop? Why is the clock stop? That would have been attacked, blah, 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 blah. I think the second one was Javante. It's like, oh, he might have gotten out of bounds. Well, but the they one were, to Cortland, he just
1: st- walked out of bounds. That one definitely, yep. yeah. The first um, down was. So then it comes down to a third and four, from, would you say, right around the 40? Um, their own 40? Yeah. Yeah. Third and four from the 40, out of field goal range. And Ivaro brings the heat on Russell Wilson. Maybe too much heat. Again. Mm-hmm. This was the Wilson... second time around. No, this was the first time. Okay. Uh, Blitz gets home. Russell Wilson falls down. Uh, did not like that. We hadn't seen much of those.
0: I mean, he kind of—it was like a self sack too.
1: Yeah, it like was, it wasn't somebody else. We should say he just basically was like, oh, "There's nowhere to go for it." Right. exactly. Right and saying, I was so. thinking,
0: like, again, like, don't trip anybody.
1: I just didn't like because like, like, we don't got up kind of slow, and I was like, "I already have stay up bad feelings stay about up. this practice." Please.
2: I mean, there was nothing Russ could do. It was McTelvin, Baron yeah. Browning
1: were in Everyone. his face instantly. Felt yep.
0: like that was one of the first times we saw that rush package, though. Yes, at
1: least in, in like eleven on eleven real stuff, and it almost it was fun. It was like. Uh, like you know how on a screen they just let him go? That's yep. all that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. all five guys were in his face. Yeah. It was it was like, so Baron Browning get
0: there first, and McTelvin and get there first? And you're yep. just like, oh, And interesting matter.
2: note, that was McTelvin and Baron Browning. Yep. Guys out are starting to get a little more run with the ones here. Going yep. up against the left side of the offensive line, the apparently best part of the Broncos offensive line.
1: It was crazy. I honestly didn't even have time to see if anyone was open or anything like yeah. it was snap just turtle yeah um so good good call on the defense and i tweeted out i'm like i hope they're this aggressive in real games and
2: that that was the very first thing we learned about this defense was it was supposed to be
1: more aggressive than we've seen in the past and so far so good then okay they went out a second time zach was that a full series it, it was. What um, was I doing? I somehow missed the first two plays. Well, which... Ryan,
2: it was super quick. I mean, you, you had a, a quick out to Judy for four, uh, and Judy easily went out of bounds. So then you're at third and six. Again, you started from your 25, so you're still really far away. Uh, you had a little dump off to Javante in the right That's flat. That's what I was thinking about, the, yeah. Then that get got one yard. Then it's third and five, and you have an incompletion.
1: And it was a nice throw, a really nice throw. Mm-hmm. Um, good protection again. Nice throw from Russ to Cortland Sutton up the sidelines. Hit his hands. Didn't pull it in. Yeah, there was a little wind out there.
0: W- wasn't that the Seth Williams one? Not oh, really. was it
1: Seth? Maybe I just assumed right. it was Courtland because I saw. A I did actually I did not far sideline.
0: That was the one I was thinking about with Seth Williams, right? Yeah. I think oh, was I, think it, was I, th- was it I think
2: it was Cortland I was it Courtland? Okay. Yep. Um. And yeah, I mean, he laid it out there and just was not able to get the completion. And what was even so? You had two drives. Broncos picks up pick up one first down. Nathaniel Hackett said he was disappointed in the offense after there didn't even get close to scoring points. And then just the salt in the wound was Brett Ripon leaves leads a drive, which then ends ends fantastic for the offense. But you're just sitting there thinking, yeah, I know Brett's going up against the backups, but this is Brett Rippon... Going down the field, and Russell Wilson just went two drives with one first down. No, again, not all Russell Wilson's fault, but first team offense
0: ripping hit Caden Davis on that thirty-nine yard pass. He did beautiful. Yep. Caden down Davis first on the field every day. Yep. Yeah, and off. Got down there, thirteen seconds on the clock when he went out of bounds. That's a, it's a good throw.
1: There it is was, a, it shit. was yeah. an absolute beauty. Um, and then he threw another great ball to eighty-nine that's uh, brendan johnson brendan johnson um i thought he actually uh, upon review they would have called that a touchdown they did not call it oh. a touchdown they called it out of bounds and so then it's fourth and goal or actually third and goal okay didn't matter didn't matter one second uh with one second on the clock let me just ask you this in a game according to the scoreboard it was zero zero which you definitely take the field goal <laughs> let's just say it's a tie game though um you want, you want uh, Hackett going for that or kicking the field goal? Last play of the half.
2: <sighs> All I can think of is the freaking Kansas the Chiefs. City Chiefs yeah. last year. You you take the points there, and maybe if it's not the end of the half, and not even end of the game, you go for it. Uh, because if you don't get it, well, then they're backed up at the two-yard line. You, you're putting yourself in a good position. But it doesn't matter then at if the you half. don't get it. Yeah. Um, so... I think you're kicking the field goal. However, in the practice yeah. situation, I like going
0: If you're it. down like 24-7 or something, then you, you're like, yeah, we got to just tied. go get it. But, yeah, when it's a yeah, difference when between it's a two-score and
1: a three-score game. Like, if you're down 24-7, you make it 24-10, you get the ball. Yeah. There's a lot of situations. Yeah, There's but I'd l-
0: still almost always just take the field goal.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping mm-hmm. I was going to get a tweet about how they chiefed it. <laughs> um, but no, nope. Brett Ripon throws an absolute dime, yeah. um, to Montreal Washington. I think the defender maybe could have got a hand on it if he saw it, but the defender was looking at the inside receiver and as he was like kind of trailing him, it just sails right ear holes him right into Montreal Washington's hands who uh, threw a perfect standing backflip. It
2: was incredible. <laughs> I mean, he stuck it. He yep. nailed it. And Montreau, Washington, the bright spot from today when when Easily. we certainly need a bright spot. He also had uh, earlier in practice, I believe, like a 50-yard touchdown pass. Uh, he He just burned the defense. And then yep. again at the end of practice, he had another like 50-yard catch from Josh Johnson at the end. So he really is
0: looking really good as a receiver. Yep. wheel route out of the slot on the first one slot fade on the second just both on the sideline those were incredible and again it's he's been kind of he's doing something every day he's like faster i think it,
1: than whatever his 40 time was yeah
0: okay i remember like even that first day though like there's that there's five yards from the end zone and he's just running the dig across the end line catches the ball and you're just like oh that was a nice little play from him. He and it's just play.
1: been good ever since you just wonder like with guys like that it's like what kind of quarterbacks was he playing with in college? Right. You know? Like yeah. now all of a sudden he's even Brett Ripon is probably an insane upgrade from whoever <laughs> oh, yeah. his quarterback was yeah. in, in in college. And it's just like, okay, maybe that completely unlocks a different part of his game. It's true. The only part where he didn't have to get thrown to, he was amazing. He's guaranteed to get the ball (laughs) in most scenarios. It's very
2: true. It is very true. Uh, Speaking of other things that are very good, our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, very good care of taking care of your teeth. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, and they are big-time Colorado sports fans, so you never know what to talk to the dentist about. It's easy at Green Mountain Dental. You can talk Colorado sports. So check them out. Schedule a cleaning x-ray exam and get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain continental and
0: gotta keep him on his toes awesome i was looking up co baby i was looking oh okay Foco. i was looking at liam welch who's that samford's quarterback (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe you don't know of liam welch come on um yeah yeah, foco there's a bunch of cool stuff there's some bobbleheads we have their bobblehead right it's somewhere over there. Great bobbleheads from Foco. They've got like the the Stanley Cup bobbleheads. They've got the Russell Wilson Welcome to Colorado sign oh. bobblehead with like little trees around. And nice. It's yeah, it's a good bobblehead if you're into the Russell Wilson bobbleheads, which I'd imagine a lot of you are listening to this. Also, I was walking into practice today. They're selling Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater jerseys yeah. <laughs> for sixty bucks each. I no.
1: First of all, it's way too little, much. Exactly, right? Got to go under 30. I'm saying 29.99 yeah. uh is the only way you're enticing someone to buy that yeah. cuz it's just like, man, these materials might be worth that much and like, then you buy it. <laughs> you're wearing it on like
0: Halloween or like April Fools' Day or something. Like this is like a joke jersey. I don't
1: even I almost find it to be like the word isn't disrespectful but I'm just going to use it cuz I can't like it's almost just like disrespectful to the fans that they even put that out there. <laughs> if you want
0: real merchandise, real Broncos gear, head on over to Foco. They've got good stuff. Just like all sorts of things. Like it always blows my mind when I go to that website because they just have everything but just with a Broncos logo on it. like like, they
1: have like they they have this nice truck that they've rolled out there with all these cool gear and then they just threw like (laughs) an actual clearance rack. (laughs) Yeah. Like just like a standing clearance rack with Drew Lock and Teddy Bridgewater. Is it was it like is it kind of like a joke? No. Like they're making a little joke about it? They laughed
0: when I took the picture because they knew what was happening. So, they you, the, you were so in on the joke. But the there Broncos there
2: certainly are not doing that as a joke.
0: Foco, though, eight different bags with Broncos logos on them. Wow. Like, seven different bikini pieces. This is a, a <laughs> wow. dozen different... How many of those do you have? Uh, none yet. A, a dozen different slippers or Crocs. There's just all sorts of different things. It's all really cool. Broncos Lego sets. If you need something Broncos related, go to Foco.com. And use the code DNVR for ten percent off, um, and that's uh, you can also click the link in the YouTube description.
1: Let me know in the comments if you guys think it's cool that I'm using the back of my pen to use my phone, Man, or if that's, that's lame. So cool!
0: Is
2: that a two hundred dollar Apple pen?
1: No, it is um, a pen I was that was given to me by the. Arizona Super Bowl host committee. Wow, wow. Um, they were, they brought me in. They're like, hey, the Broncos are probably going to be down here this mm, year. Like, just want to introduce you, show you around, yep. give you kind of the lay of the land before you come down for the Broncos.
2: And by the way, since you came down, you're gonna get this uh, this pen
1: yes and now i bring it every day i feel like it's manifesting
0: <laughs> oh, wow. oh, 11 darn. different hats with brims that go all the way around fedoras bucket hats sun hats look at the hat. Is 11
1: it, is it cool to scroll with your pen it feels cool no
2: it's one of those old things again ryan you really are, you are you are old Damn. yep
1: exactly you're old pretty washed because this is enjoyable <laughs> you're rk ick
4: <archaic>. uh <laughs> Kale, do you have any super
2: chats Hold up, one just. Are they they Tim
4: Patrick? Are they sad? He's
2: reaching out to us today?
4: All right, one of them's coming in from Angel. I'm not going to read that on the air. You know why? But thank you for the five (laughs) dollars. Oh, Oh. thank you. (laughs) Tell me later what it says. Next one uh, coming in from Bryson. It was really cool talking to you after practice, RK, and before practice, Ryan Green. Would love to talk with you all more. Big fan and love the show.
1: Dude, my guy. I, I assume I'm talking about this guy. He had some some drip out there today mm, um, i love came it Came with the diehard broncos dnvr shirt with the uh, old school
4: broncos shark tooth hat woo, woo. man i love it brought the heat and then last one coming in from william sussex and i'm gonna say it just says sanders super bowl 50 vet that is a
1: thing let's about give him. another ring
4: <laughs> yes
1: yeah. should have got a ring last year it wasn't for a stupid coin toss yeah that's
3: very true <laughs> it's very true
1: i don't know do they beat that front cincinnati wait what the uh, i thought you were talking about buffalo
2: yeah yeah so, does buffalo beat the Rams? yeah the Rams front oh is what yeah okay, okay, um okay. that's just the one thing that yeah i think really so. hurts great
1: quarterbacks <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay, there, there we go. You don't say it with very it much confidence, it. but I no, like it. No, I'm very confident. <laughs> Josh Rockies. Allen, 500 passing yards. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Rockies did blow that lead. Uh, okay. There you go. You could have been watching it on a back. Should have little three-run fourth they gave up.
2: Big Hank Stan chiming in on the website. says, said, sorry for the late rate, late response, guys, but I've been busy responding to a plethora of DMs asking me if I've seen the video of Hankster and Sierra to all of which I've replied. <laughs> Not unless a shirtless Charles Cobb Blackman or an early career Jamie Lee Curtis shows up in one of these segments. And for that, we need a time machine type deal. And I am diverting my attention from the graceful, poignant, hilarious, and often prophetic musings of Sauce Chisholm. Don't ask me don't ask me things like that ever again Mm -hmm. he says now that that's out of the way can i ask my real question rk what is your hot take on the ravens game i wonder if it's the same as mine that john fox decision to play for overtime with peyton manning as his quarterback is more to blame than raheem moore's blunder and that if champ hadn't have gotten himself absolutely lambasted on two uh, at least two prominent occasions in that game we would have won is that yours too love hank stan
1: uh you had me in the first half not gonna lie um <laughs> I completely agree with the idea that John Fox's decision to eat it, speaking of Bills uh, Chiefs, with 30 seconds on the clock and Peyton Manning as your quarterback needing a field goal to win a playoff game, is one of the most cowardly decisions I've ever seen in all my life watching football. Um, and I'll never forgive him for it. Um, I mean, even if he many sends disagree. me an edible arrangement, not wow. um, a
2: chocolate covered one
1: yeah for sure okay there we go Mm. um still no okay um i yeah that one blows my mind it's absolutely disgusting literally the chiefs did it with 12 seconds last year so let's just think about that three times the amount of time
0: i love that we learned that his type is jamie lee curtis and charlie blackman
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there i wasn't planning to unpack it yes i I to leave it all
0: packed up had to be acknowledged
1: um (laughs) that uh that being said, I'm not gonna put anything on on an ancient champ Bailey getting burned twice in the game. like obviously it, it's part of the reason why they lost. but I'm not saying like he's as much to blame. Um, mm-hmm. He was put in a pretty bad decision putting in a pretty bad position in that game specifically um, with his matchup that I just I'm not I'm not gonna say he was at, as at fault as Raheem Moore. It really all just comes down to John Fox to me. John Fox is more at fault than Raheem Moore. Players play the game. That is true. And
2: they can only do as much as their coaches will allow them to. I mean, I agree. They should have gone for it with Peyton freaking Manning. Next one from Dan Burke says, hey, guys, couple of things. Sutton versus Sertan has definitely been the most entertaining mm. matchup we've seen in camp in years. It's good to see Sutton start to punch back after it had been mostly one-sided to start camp. I know people have been underwhelmed with Sutton, but Tim Patrick has been a non-factor oh, through five days. This obviously sad. probably came in before yeah. practice. I don't think he's ever featured... Once, just going to scroll over that. Oh. He says, also, is there a reason why the Broncos stopped doing their daily camp streams? Is it a concerted effort to clamp down on things getting leaked to other teams? Stanberg.
1: Burke. A little scoop here. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of an insider. Um, is this scoop from Zach? I feel like Zach's the... No, my go ahead. <laughs> 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 Maybe Zach has the same scoop. We're both pretty okay. tied in. Okay. <laughs> um, they're not, NFL is not, not allowing it. Mm-hmm. They're only allowing teams to go live two days in camp. I was going to say, they allowed the Broncos to do it day one. Yep. And they're technically allowed to do it one more time. Probably the Cowboys' day would be my guess. And that's what was discussed, yes. uh, At least that's what sources are telling me was discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is the last day of camp. Which is
2: the last day of camp.
1: That is technically camp.
2: It is. Yep. Yep. It's the very last day that fans are allowed. But I thought camp was two weeks. Uh, Camp, well, in this timetable, it
1: would be three weeks. <laughs> That's what's confusing. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think camp technically ends this week and then it just moves into preseason practice. No. 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 So if they were in Greeley, you're saying next week still in Greeley. Yep. Yes.
2: Yep, yep. Their train the Broncos official training camp <laughs> schedule is next week. They
0: have well. like that funny little font that looks like you wrote it in a marker.
2: Oh, it's like training yeah, camp. Yeah. Love
1: that yeah. font. It really gives me like working on the whiteboard vibe. Yeah, yeah I with think a it's pen to. that's
2: turned around that has the white white racer
1: on it. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Um, so, yeah, there you go. High level scoops. That's good. Only on this show. That's good stuff. Thank
2: you. Next one from Jordan Andrews says, my boys with the addition of Sir Lewis Hamilton and hopefully PFM soon. this we have this, to call him that? Um, he I'm doesn't call himself that.
1: I'm just saying, like, we like, does the sir thing transfer countries? The Queen knighted him Question. for being a race car driver. If you if you can do that, I'm calling you sir. I'm just saying, like, I feel like, like our standards for knighting pretty low.
4: I think there was a little. That was a little. Lewis Hamilton is the Tom Brady of F1. Even
1: I don't Tom think Tom Brady's Brady should sir. be knighted either. There, there
2: there was more though what he did to the sport of bringing okay, all right. uh, inclusion oh to it. Now, we're why, to pull, now we're yes, talking yes yes all right not him specifically
1: i'm i'm revoking that take rewind never said that uh, <laughs> new take other than lewis hamilton i feel like our standards <laughs> for knighting people really low well, who who else do you have issue with being a knight um, I feel like Tom Cruise
2: was knighted at one point. That's deserved. Come on. He does his own stunts. That's incredible. I feel like that itself is a stunt. I'm in the middle of like rewatching Mission Impossible. So I- I'm deep into my <laughs> You're Tom You're kind Cruise of a Tom Cruise right guy. I-, I am, you know, maybe more on the, f-
1: on the camera. Is it because he's around the same size as you? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Tom Cruise was knighted. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense if he was. I totally buy it. Um, let me try to think of someone like Wayne Rooney. Probably so, n- probably <laughs> unfairly knighted at one point. I, I think you're a
0: little bit off on who typically gets knighted. Okay. <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Rooney,
4: knight. Let's just Google it. All right. Go ahead if you have It's something. a lot of actors. See?
3: Ooh. Tom Cruise
0: yeah, and yeah, Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, GB News called for Tom Cruise to be
1: knighted recently wow As he should be too late yeah. <laughs> As he should be <laughs> put ed mccaffrey in the ring of fame and knight ed McCaffrey <laughs> and, and, and knight
2: tom cruise mm, would you rather be knighted or put in the broncos ring of fame put in the broncos ring of fame 100p i'd rather be knighted come on everyone's got to call you sir yeah and, i don't want that and on top of that it's a whole country sir. giving this to you
0: not just one broncos
2: team in the city. country
0: ever heard of it the queen of england ever heard of her the queen of broncos country <laughs> sierra ever
1: heard of her okay she's not tapping on the shoulders with the sword she i mean i feel like i could request that in my ring of fame ceremony There's no <laughs> way she said yes uh,
3: uh,
1: uh. Damn, wayne rooney a point. not a knight mm. okay can we get a list of people who are knighted and i'll point out
2: all the ones that suck and when you look that up uh he goes on and says with sir lewis hamilton we doing the sir No. No. Okay. With Lewis Hamilton and hopefully PFM soon, is this the best and most powerful ownership group in U.S. sports? I don't know of a team that has as many prominent figures making decisions for their team as this Broncos squad does. Are there too many cooks in the kitchen? I do know one thing. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for their ownership meetings. I absolutely love the culture this team is building. I see nothing but a bright future ahead for us. Go Broncos and let's ride.
1: Got one. Nick Faldo. Unjustly knighted. Wow. Who is that? He's he's a golfer.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: Bob Hope take it back.
0: Paul McCartney.
1: He can be knighted. Yeah. Pat Patrick Stewart? Don't know who that is.
0: <laughs> He's the nope. Star Trek guy. Nope. Oh, oh, take okay. it back. Okay, <laughs> okay. Clint Eastwood.
1: No. Bill Gates. No. Robert Redford. Oh, Bill Gates, yes. <laughs> Robert Redford? Yes, I, Robert Redford, great. I think he might have played for CU baseball at one point. Um, no so way. that sounds wrong. The actor Robert yes. Redford. Google it. Wow. If yes, knight <laughs> oh <my
0: stays>. gosh <laughs> Is it a thing? He did go to see you.
1: Let's go. Okay. Wow. We'll get there. We'll get. There. Keep okay.
2: him as a knight. As Hank's looking for this, the big T chimes in and says, the only sports person that, ra- or wait, I think there was something in there. Oh, is this the most powerful U.S. sports group? Um, what I will say, he says, are there too many cooks in the kitchen? No, because there, no, there's... No one's
1: actually in the kitchen. Yeah, there's there's one guy,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it is Rob Walton. Now, the day-to-day operations are going to be his daughter and his son-in-law, and those are the people with the, re- with the real power. These other people aren't splitting the team with the Waltons. No, no, no. they have like extremely minimal pieces. That's why for me, the more the merrier. Absolutely. This should lead to Peyton Manning. Keep getting all these yeah. huge successful people in sports and business and philanthropy. Keep adding them because there's no question on who's making the decisions. Here. If
1: you want to talk about too many cooks in the kitchen, let's look at how many people are knighted. uh robert redford uh did get a baseball scholarship
0: to see you in his words i became the campus drunk and blew out before i could ever get going he lasted a year
3: relatable (laughs) a real bolder story
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh rob redford's great though all right uh next one from the big t the the only person that
1: rivals my obsessive broncos fandom is lewis hamilton not only the most talented racing driver i've ever seen and have witnessed every f1 grand prix since 1986 wow He's one of the few sports stars out there who speaks up for equality and fair treatment as well as environmental issues. I love that I'm learning about Lewis Hamilton today. (laughs) Did not see that coming. He has huge integrity. I thought he was like a villain. Anyways, uh, and whilst was a bit uncomfortable about a massive big billionaire owning our team, this has made me love the Broncos anymore. That's cool. Um, Why Lewis is doing this, I'm not sure, but I know he's a huge fan of America and American culture, and he's into the NFL and the NBA a bit. He also has a house in Colorado somewhere, and has had for some time, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Honestly, this is fantastic for the Broncos. Top-notch human. Only those who don't think sports stars should have a voice have a problem with Lewis. (laughs) But honestly, he is full of integrity and a massive asset to the ownership group. As Jordan Andrews said, we just need PFM now. Peace out and love to all the Big T.
2: Love it, the Big T. And the reason why he's doing this is it's a fantastic investment. He obviously likes the other people that are in this ownership group. uh, And it's just... Great notoriety as well
1: just something i have to bring up um he once tweeted go broncos um right before super bowl 48 like worst moment in broncos history also becomes a part owner today another bad day oh geez so you're saying there's a curse
2: i the sir put a curse
1: i just want to i just want to put it on our radar wow something we should keep an eye on he got
0: in trouble for speeding in france typical race car driver 196 kilometers per hour wow that's like 30 miles per hour is that what it is (laughs) i don't think anybody really knows probably school zone what you have a race like you're a race car don't you get enough of that
2: um no as derek wolf said last year you can't assault people in regular life even though he gets to do it on the football field that's true
1: um haven't you ever like been driving on a highway like maybe on a road trip and then you get into the normal city streets and you're like, oh, I slowed down significantly, and you're going like 50 in a 20. So he forgot he wasn't in an F1 true. race.
0: Yes, yeah. so that's
4: 120 <laughs> miles per hour. So like bad, but not egregious. Probably
0: school zone. No, that's
4: not <laughs> <laughs> counted <it> as egregious. <laughs> I
2: think I think that's egregious, Gail. I
1: think 120 anywhere
2: is I'm pretty not egregious. In What's the fastest car? you've ever
1: gone in a car? Definitely
2: not 120. I've gotten over 100. Okay.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a back road between Steamboat and Vail, and I think I touched 120. Wow. Yeah. In what car? The Jeep? No, in uh, I had a Ford Explorer at the time and it legitimately got like full on speed wobble, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. My like center console was literally going <laughs> like this. I was like, I should slow down.
2: That's it that was smart thinking.
1: Yeah. Your frontal lobe was definitely developed in that
3: moment. <laughs> so, he got his I I driver's like license
0: revoked for a month? Do you need your
1: driver's license to be a race car driver? Wow great question
4: not but public I bet. roads yeah I bet not, not public roads I, bet. Huh. I would bet not
1: you can drive on non-public roads if you don't have a, if you don't have a driver's license
4: yeah like i learned to drive on a farm when i was like six which wow. roads are public
1: wow <laughs> all of them <laughs> pretty much all of them
2: <laughs>
0: oh no, that would be the issue <laughs> what about what about like uh the tollway is that public
4: i guess yes yes you should, we should start
1: I. doing privately owned roads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I want to start a road. No, no, no. <laughs> That's Ryan, called a racetrack, Ryan.
4: <laughs> It'll
2: take forever to get from point well, I have a this to amazing investment <laughs> for you. <laughs>
1: Let's build a road. <laughs> we can just start building roads like straight through things that just give people shorter <laughs> yeah. passages, but it's like 10 bucks. And then you have to, ch- exactly.
4: Yeah, you just invented a toll road.
1: Yeah, but it's a true. better one.
4: It's really because true. We own it.
1: <laughs> like I'm gonna invent a road that goes straight from here to Ball Arena. And there's so many people whose like businesses or houses are on that road, they have to pay you now. Yes. They don't well, have a choice. I, they actually don't. They just lose some property value as my bridge road goes right <laughs> over <laughs> I their was house. Say this is uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder how, how far do property rights extend upward? <laughs> actually, they extend in perpetuity. Damn it. Perpetuity. Ah, it would be so nice if you could just build it like 40 feet in the air. What about below? Also perpetuity? I don't know. Yeah, there's like water rights
1: and land rights and all that. Do you think it ends at the atmosphere? I mean, they can't have You guys are getting (laughs) off the rails. (laughs) Zach definitely wants to leave. I also have a haircut in 10 minutes, so I guess I should do that, too. Orange and Blue for Life
2: says, just got my half-price tickets for the 49ers game. Can't wait. Also, just re-up my yearly subscription. So, you got me. Love camp coverage so far. We
1: love you, Orange and Blue for Life. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I thought we were out of questions. That's why I went on such a tangent.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get us through the end. Big Hank Stan coming in here says, Z-Man, can we call you Zach Shuka? Love Hank Stan. Yes, we can. Big Hank Stan, you can call me whatever that was
1: a reference to the food you liked exactly yes shock shoot
0: oh he was all right with yes right oh right
1: (laughs) Right, right. didn't (laughs) love it was okay our vada luke says fellas with the sir hamilton news i had an interesting (laughs) thought about broncos and ownership it seems like a unique group uh with genuine interest in football winning competitiveness even potentially an eye towards public perception A lot of people tend not to care about ownership, chalk it up to billionaire problems with no real impact on the team. But what if we're about to experience a new paradigm of ownership where there'll be a cultivated positive vibe with active visible ownership aside from paying for a new stadium? What are some ways that you think the team and their public perception could be changed in ways that only cultivate this positive vibes parentheses PVO image? Um, uh we've heard a lot of ideas about the new stadium, but I'd like to include one. If at least a portion of that bad boy isn't fifty two eighty above sea level, I'm not going mm. to feel good about it. it. Feels like it's just inevitable unless they build it into the ground. Yeah. Well, i'm to close out a little spicy take for your tacos on a taco Tuesday. Montreal Washington gives me Antonio Brown vibes that I can't shake. Yikes. Yeah. Arias oh, having no. uh, a big game against an SEC team. Um, draft position, are there things you notice about bubble players during camp that ever give you the thought that the player could be a steal? What are some of the things you've noticed in the past that tipped you off on future greatness? Cheers, Sarvatelou. Yeah, I thought Lorenzo Doss um, was giving me big <laughs> Hall of Fame vibes. Yep. <laughs> Didn't work out. Yep. <laughs>
2: Pick six Lorenzo Doss, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I'm he all he in on Kate Davis um uh, wow that, there was a
0: lot there that ownership group though like imagine six months ago somebody tells you like yeah the new owners are the walmart guy it's uh condoleezza rice it's yeah. james lucas it's lewis hamilton uh it's like whoever Cond- did you say condoleezza Rice? i sure did listen to me please but Sorry. then uh, and then there's <laughs> like that that list of people it's just like no i don't think that sounds like it's even possible do you think that that group of people has ever hung out No. they're about to the owner suite's about to be popping it is.
2: The th- and he- here's the,
0: the thing. The Queen's probably coming. Is she going to join the group? Is she going to knight Russ? She's going to wear that
1: Ravens face paint again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Are we good? Okay. <laughs> I think we're done. Monster Mayhem <laughs> says With
2: the devastating news, of Tim Patrick, would y'all be opposed to OBJ? Definitely a diva, but could be needed help. I mean, we're talking about
0: December football a lot, right? right. The Queen's coming to the football? game in
1: London. Maybe Easy. that's where they'll recruit
0: yeah. her. That's the first one. She might be back in Denver the next week. She probably night everyone in the suite just for fun. If they gave her tickets, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, OBJ. I again, yeah, you probably don't have him early in the season, but let those young guys play. Whatever. <laughs> Kale had a little sneeze. Um, but oh, then the sneeze? Uh, I, don't I think, think that so. was a sneeze. I think oh, it was an blowing air can. Just yeah, I think so. yeah the, the air can that is Kale or face. something coming out of his body. All the air in his. But yeah, I mean, you got him at the end of the year. Sure, why not? That's a big upgrade.
1: All right. And that's this was wrapping right here. <laughs> and this was f- fun.
0: Wait, we, we, have, always a we have a oh, super chat. Oh, super chat. Not over yet. Does
4: it say bless you? No, it says uh, when are we pushing the panic button on the offense?
1: I like how hell speaks in his quotation marks, like he's quoting himself. <laughs> right. He's like, I just said this out loud, now I'm quoting it right, to you. Right, I like right.
2: that. Um uh, not yet. Um, mm-hmm. but I I'm concerned about the deep ball. Um and and mm-hmm. I'm
0: concerned about the deep ball. I'm willing to... Uh, it's the Cowboys practice for me. I don't think... Yeah, and, that's what I said. Unless today, there's too. a bunch of like interceptions and things like that. As long as there's no turnovers and you're still like making things work underneath... I'll, I'll say Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons are really good.
1: Also, it's turned into a good bit, but it wasn't intended to be a bit that we just give Russ a three on the rideometer. I, every day. <laughs> I know. It's just just, three for Russ was number I, three. Why I don't like, we just go with that? Can I
0: talk myself into a two? It's like, you can turn it over. There are a couple balls receivers could have pulled
1: in. Like, yeah, Definitely when, when can't did, talk yourself into a four. When does he knock get a no. three?
2: No, I'd been closer to a two today. Yeah. Um, that moved the ball, period, bad. He's got to throw some touchdowns. So yeah. when does that happen? Tomorrow. Hopefully soon. No, it's not going to be tomorrow. Okay. I'm expecting a jog through tomorrow.
1: <laughs> oh, God. True. I'll make other that's plans. A, a <laughs> lot of it, touchdowns. You may want to. And if
2: fans are going, I'd go to Thursday instead of tomorrow or Saturday instead of Friday.
1: Wow. You might get a hit on you for saying that. <laughs> wow. So, wait, is that lame, lit? Yep. Lame, lit, lame, lit. Lame, lit, lame, lit. Yep. That's what... Is that a... Lame, that practice
2: a, tomorrow, lit. Oh, yeah. We did. We established oh, yeah. this yesterday.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a Nathaniel Hackettism. Oh, that was like a good no. Look, <laughs> it Sounds like <laughs> my dad taught me. <laughs> lame, lame, lame lit, lame, 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 lit. lame <laughs> lit, lame lit, lame, lame lit. There you go. That's what the uh, the OG hack it was saying. Yeah,
2: we were lame today, but we'll be lit tomorrow.
1: We actually somehow found Wait. a way to have a fun podcast on a not fun day. We've actually become yeah. experts in that in the last six years. Very true. Um, somehow, so, tomorrow's a
2: lame day. That means a lit pod. There you go. Mm. We appreciate
1: you guys, and we will talk to you tomorrow.